it does have to be a morning after. <laughs> what you said? That's my fault. <laughs> Welcome, Josh. I kept singing it, and I don't know why. I'm sorry. It was just in my head. I've not heard it today either, but it's... You're completely unaware of the fact that I started it. Really? Yeah. I sang it, and you just kept going with it. Wow. Okay. Welcome, Forrest. Hi, I'm Forrest, by the way. I'm Mark. This is GamerDA. And today, our topic is... The Dreamcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I remembered. Nine nine ninety nine happened to be the birth date of the Dreamcast here in America, or the kickoff launch date for the beloved system, and always in my heart. I think it is still one of the few consoles that people still wonder why we don't have. It died as quickly as it did, and we're just going to kind of cover the launch of it. The what we know about it. I'm one of them. I want to know. Me too. I want to know why it doesn't actually cast dreams. It did actually cast dreams. Well, I mean, there's a couple the, like amazing disc. games on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It cast the dream that Sonic could still be good. <laughs> <laughs> Just not on Xbox. That one was pretty good. I did like Sonic Adventure. I loved Sonic Adventure. The first memory I have of that is a tornado sucking you up, and then I remember skipping ahead, and one of you is fighting Chaos. At the very end, spoilers, there's a thing called chaos at the very end. Mm-hmm. And the very beginning. And, yeah, yeah. What What's at the beginning is also at the end. But yeah, it was one of those games that was a launch title. You It really showcased how good games were going to start looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that generation, that next generation after leaving, you know, the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation. Well, you know, this is this was it. This was the future for us. Some of the games still had that kind of blocky 64 shape, like characters right. and stuff, but they were still really good and detailed. Well, that's yeah. what I liked about Sonic Adventure, <clears throat> even on the Dreamcast. Like, it's very smooth. All the textures are very smooth. All the games were smooth. Yeah. I yeah. mean, none of them had... Well, not Carrier, but <laughs> it was basically Resident Evil 2 anyway, so... Right. I uh, never did beat that. I got stuck in a hallway and couldn't figure it out, <laughs> and I was like, whatever, I don't care. I did some digging and found a... A small launch title list. Uh, Sonic Adventure, of course. Uh, Hydro Thunder. Do you guys remember it? Uh, Love yeah. Hydro Thunder. I used to play it at your house. Yeah. And Ed Trayton, also had it. Yes, Ed had it. And now Trayton and I have it for the 360 for backwards compatibility. Yeah. And we still play that quite often. Yeah. It's That's still a good game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hydro, it's a racing boat game. It's it's all fantasy based, but it sounds it's... lame. But I, we promise, it's pretty awesome. Hydro yeah. Thunder, love it. Um, Press start. Mortal Kombat Gold. It was. I don't remember that. It was. Baraka has staples in his head. <laughs> I believe it was Mortal Kombat Four. Yeah, it was a port of Mortal Kombat Four that they added like four or five new characters, uh, and a couple new endings, maybe a couple stages. I don't know. Mortal Kombat Four wasn't that big a game to begin with, so yeah. I don't even remember. It, you know. I should realize there was a four because eleven just came out not a while ago, <laughs> and you have ten. But when people are, he Mark said four, and I'm going what? Mm. When did four come out? Yeah. <laughs> four would have been Nintendo sixty four era. So yeah, okay. I remember seeing the cartridge. It had Goro in the background. Yeah. Goro was not in the arcades, I don't think, or at least huh. not playable. Yeah, um, NFL two K come out with it and a lot of people can say a lot of things about 
sports games, but that game actually was fun. The the 2K series that Sega did, uh, they really, really did shine. They were really good mechanic games. I bought uh, NFL and NBA 2K. Uh, it was quite a bit after launch, but just because they were really cheap, you know, after a while, you know, the sports games and stuff will always drop way down in price, so you can pick mm-hmm. them up for next to nothing. And I did that with the with those two games for the Dreamcast, and they actually were really good. Like, they had very good mechanics to them, and it made the game very easy to play. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything too intuitive or overcomplicated. It was, <laughs> it was very, very simple. And you could actually, like on NFL 2K, if you were playing four-player or two-player... You could get your your uh, plays on your little VMU. It would pop them up on the VMU and let oh, you. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, run your plays off of it. So, yeah. I'll like, tell you what, did, that th- thing that needs to be on more controllers. That thing was like revolutionary. Oh yeah. It showed your health in Resident Evil. It uh, you could use it in Sonic Adventure to train little mini Pokemon things. The Chows. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you had your Chow Garden. I don't remember all this. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a neat thing. And I had your Dreamcast for a while. For like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember any of this. Yep. It's still alive and kicking in my basement. Um with all the kidnapped <laughs> NFL uh Blitz two thousand came out. That's the one version of Blitz I never tried. Okay. Uh played it on sixty four quite a bit. It's just a fun you know. It was yeah, kinda, Blitz is a lot of fun. I remember everybody yeah. loves Blitz. I don't remember it's over about the top. It, it's fucking cartoony. It's in that same vein of NBA Jam, a little bit of <laughs> right. over the top, gotcha. just football. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Power Stones. Power Stones was another title yeah. near launch. It existed. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't just in existence. That game was a tour de force. It's it's almost like a mix between a fighting game like Soul Calibur and Smash Bros. That's what I get out of it when I see it. It was an arena. Like, you were kind of put in this little... I don't even want to... It, in a little three-dimensional... Mm-hmm. Uh, either a bit of room or, a, you know, like a castle or something like that. One of the levels was like a uh, saloon from a Western. Yeah. <laughs> so and, that should give you the idea. Mm-hmm. And everything in the room you could pick up and throw at people. Tables, yep. chairs. Or bust it and barrels. try to get a stone out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And try to power yourself up. Yeah, if, if which you... you should probably talk about the titular power stones. Mm-hmm. It's, it was, uh, you collected your three stones, and when you got your three stones, you got to do a, a special power-up and a special move with it. Uh, some people shot projectiles. Uh, some, like, you had a little meter that ran down whenever you got it, and you could shoot your projectiles, and then when you got to the end of the meter, you wanted to try to do your big special because it would drain the rest of your, your stone power away. That's cool. Yeah, and, and it someone was someone turned into a Super Saiyan. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, one of the dudes goes blonde. He literally goes. It's only Super Saiyan one though. It's not Super Saiyan two. Well, no, there's no lightning. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ed would always be that guy. He was always that of guy. Of course he would. He was always better than me. He was always get that guy. He'd always power up and he'd always whip my ass. I'd be like, hey, why don't we try new characters? No. Do you want me to do the the uh, traditional Big Brother thing and go over there and beat him up with a better character? Yes, please. Go get him. <laughs> go get him for me. Only the, the roles would be reversed in this instance. You just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've been picking on my Big Brother? <laughs> well, you're in luck. I've still got a copy of Power Stones, and I've still got my Dreamcast. I think I've got four controllers, so you're good to go. Go uh, over and knock on Ed's door, and he'll be like, Forrest? I haven't seen... 
punch. <laughs> Power Stone, motherfucker. Do what you are you doing it? with this box of stuff? We're playing Power Stones now. <laughs> Prepare to get your ass whipped. <laughs> Last time I challenged someone to it. a game that I didn't really play, it was Soul Calibur 3, and it was uh, at Puff. He played Hitler and beat my ass. <laughs> of course, yeah. I was 12, but still. Right. Uh, speaking of Soul Calibur, the original came out for the Dreamcast. It was a launch title as well. And yeah, you were saying it was it was better than the arcades. Yes, it it was it was one of the games that looked better and ran better on the Dreamcast than it did in the arcade. For the time, it looked it looked gorgeous. Yeah, it looked amazing. That was one of those series, you know. It, if you think about it, the Dreamcast was in that that same vein of PS2 and Xbox and GameCube, and we got Soul Calibur 2 with all those. I always wanted to see the original Soul Calibur, or well, correction, Soul Calibur 2 on the Dreamcast. I would have loved to have seen what if it was capable of running it. Well, the only problem is that. Who would their guest character been? You have Spawn, you have Heiachi Mishima, and then you have Link. Who would they have had? Sonic. Or the dude from Shinmu. Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you do is a quick time event. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you noticed when I was listing the sports games, Sega made NFL 2K and NBA 2K, and they also had their own tennis don't remember if it was top spin or what it was. I'm gonna take a guess and say the last Virtua tennis is 10k or 2k. Yeah, they made all their own, <laughs> and they didn't get the support that all the other consoles were getting from one of the biggest sports makers. Well, that smells Stinkowitz. And who would that have been? Do you remember? No. Who's made Madden and every other sports title? No idea. You wrote it down on a piece of paper earlier when we were talking about no. all two letters. Nope. Not even close. I'm not. Re- doesn't. I'm not recalling. They made Mass Effect and I plead the fifth. Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> I do not recall. EA. It was, I told you it was EA, but you won't listen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they boycotted. They boycotted it because of how quick they abandoned our Saturn. Ah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, they they basically said after the Saturn that they weren't going to make any more for Sega because of how quick they they moved around on stuff they didn't Okay. They didn't keep up support for it. So, when it come time for the Dreamcast, and Dreamcast kind of launched kind of early, uh they were just kind of I guess pissed off at them by then. It was a it was kind of a bad move on Sega's part, in a way, but also a great move, because it made Sega step up the 2K series. Right. Those were really, really strong fundamental games. Uh, they kind of turned into a, a crapshoot after EA decided, hey, we're going to officially tie this off and make sure that we are the only ones that get licensing for the NFL. Mm-hmm. So... That was kind of one of those nails in the coffins towards Sega. It was because they pissed off EA. Okay. It kind of sucks, but... What was the big crushing blow that made them decide, hey, we're not making consoles anymore, just games? PlayStation 2. People waited. The Christmas season that the PlayStation 2 came out, Sega did not sell the Saturn or the Dreamcast very well. They put the price down. They tried to include extra features and stuff in it. 
and people waited to buy a PlayStation 2 instead of buying the Dreamcast, sad to say. Which, the PS2 was a powerhouse, and it had some of the best damn games ever, and I will stand by that. But the Dreamcast, I don't know about what power I could put out graphically or whatever, but it had a lot of cool features that you don't even have nowadays in games. Right. Like like we were talking about on the controller, you had a little screen, and it could show you shit relative to the game you're playing. Well, I mean, the DS has stuff like that. In, in a way... Did you have to put me down like that? Yes. <laughs> no. In a, but when you're, like, you know, just picking plays on, on the NFL 2K series, just doing something, you know, that small, uh, you know, if, mm-hmm. if they had that on the Xbox or PS4, you know, that would make those games sitting in the same room playing, but I guess they kind of figure who sits in the same room and plays anymore. So Like this, we're recording this over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, today people don't. Right. It's all online. But we still do somewhat. Right. One of the biggest things around here is still Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On split screen, four player, just going at it. You're just afraid to lose. That's why you won't ever play with me anymore. It's true. Why won't you play with me? Do I look worried to lose? I'm a loser in life, so. <laughs> uh. Arrow Wings, I never played it. Or Air Force Delta, uh, I never checked either of those. Blue Stinger, Blue Stinger kind of was another. It was another launch title, and it was uh, kind of in the vein of Resident Evil. I can't remember exactly. It's been so long since I've seen that game. That name sounds familiar. Blue Stinger, yeah, I think it was an Activision game. Cart, uh, Flag to Flag, uh, that was a racing game. And Monaco GP also, uh, TNN Motorsport, Hardcore Heat, Tokyo Extreme Racer. Uh, Trick Style was a game I'd never touched either, but it looked like it was kind of like a stylistic board game. Like you were not necessarily like Tony Hawk or anything like that, but (laughs) it was another game that I don't know much about and didn't touch. Uh, House of the Dead 2. Word. There we go. Word. Finally a game I could talk about about this. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was two <laughs> that I played. They had an arcade at it when I was in on active duty. The little convenience store down the street from my barracks had That's it. Cool. And I would play that a lot. A lot of money beating that game. <laughs> a lot of money. But it paid off because then we went to like Dave & Buster's at some place somewhere near St. Louis, I think, or something like that. And they had House of Dead back there, and I just rocked it. <laughs> nice. I just kicked ass. Because I'd probably spent hundreds of dollars playing that game. Um, it's one of those games I never, I never really played. I, I fiddled with it for a couple minutes in the arcade, but mm-hmm. uh, when it first came out, there were just droves and droves of people that would run to the arcade to play that game. Yeah, line up. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big tentpole event for that game to come out. It was probably for the terrible voice acting. Well, I recommend I'm, just watching it just for the voice acting. Don't don't play it, just watch it. <laughs> just watch gameplay on YouTube. There you go. Um it's still it's still one of those games that you know it's it's cool if you've got the system to set up and play on an old CRT. Mm-hmm. Uh, now people are starting to figure out how to uh, use a there's a new gun that that uh, it's made by a third-party company. I don't remember if Retrobits making it or if uh, 
uh, 8-bit dudes making it, but one of those companies mm. is making a controller that actually works with LCD screen or a gun that works with LCD cool. screens. So I remember that was a big issue. Yeah. That they don't they only work with the CRT because of the flash in the CRT from pulling mm-hmm. the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least at least with that we've got a chance of maybe playing games like that on modern TVs and stuff. Uh Expandable, I don't remember that game either. And Ready to Rumble. Did you guys ever play that? Nope, never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. It was a boxing game. What? Yeah. And it was hilarious though. <laughs> it was there was a guy named Afro Thunder. He's the he was the main character in it. But it was very stylistic, cartoony, over the top. Uh Michael Buffer's in it. Of all, of all the Let's get ready to oh, roll. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Well, he was in everything back in the day. But he is like an actual, like, he's, a, he's, he oh, announces. He's animated in the game. Mm-hmm. All right, he now that's kind of cool. He announces the characters, like, and, you know, they're all made up characters. I believe at the end of the game. You mean he, Afro Thunder's not a real person? I can't believe that. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the game, you fight Satan. That's hilarious. Yep. I fight Satan every day, so it's not new to me. Uh, in this, <laughs> we'll stop playing fucking Guitar Hero three for once. In uh, the second Ready to Rumble, Hillary Clinton's in it. You can fight as her or against her. I can't remember. Secret there, final boss. And <laughs> I want to say like Michael Jackson or somebody crazy like that's in it. That's funny shit. Yeah. I would like to play this now. <laughs> I was about to say, how have we not heard of this game sooner? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe I remember it being out and I just wasn't interested, but maybe I never saw a commercial for it. Yeah, it you just didn't want it because TJ Combo wasn't in it. TJ Combo. There's a dude that looks a lot like TJ Combo when it just that big. <laughs> TJ Combo is in it, but he's going by an alias. Yeah. Afro Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get enough of that name, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Afro Thunder's like this scrawny little dude, but there's this like giant balrog looking like boxing <laughs> dude that's in it and he looks body blow body blow mm-hmm. um out of the launch titles what do you think would have been what you would have picked up on launch sonic no question because i love sonic adventure i'm not big into sonic now but back then because there was the commercials and i wasn't kind of interested you know, uh, I'm for against it. Mm-hmm. But once I borrowed it from you and played it, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That was my launch. That was the only game I had on launch day was Sonic. And for a long time, that was the only thing I had. And I still... I still... I want to love that game. It's a game that I, I do think of fondly. But it's still one of those games that's just... It's just a little different enough... <laughs> from the original Sonic series that people like to, to joke on it quite a bit. And I still like it. I still enjoy it. I never played Adventure 2, but it was still a... Uh, it was still a... Uh, Steve enjoyed it. I know he played all the way through Adventure 2. Hmm. Um, do you guys have any, like... Dream- Advent, hold on. Adventure 2 as in... Sonic Adventure 2? Oh, okay. I, I thought... Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the Atari <laughs> game Adventure. I was like, what? wait, what? Yep, they made the sequel. You're a slightly bigger yellow square. It is still 2D. Yeah. <laughs> they finally did Sorry. it. Sorry, I just had to clarify that because I was kind of zoning out there for a second. And I'm like, wait, adventure? Yep. Okay. Um, 
do you guys have any Dreamcast games that you think fondly of to this day? Uh, yes. Carrier, as I mentioned. That game is complete garbage, <laughs> but it is so fondly remembered for no apparent reason, at least to me. All I remember from watching you guys play it, because I was very young when they were playing it, is watching a zombie walk up to you, and I'm like, oh shit, it's a zombie! And then it's frickin' head bursts open. Nowadays, it's very commonplace, especially in, like, Resident Evil 5, I think, does the same thing. But watching that happen, I was terrified. Yeah. I remember there was a sound. I was stuck in a hallway. That, that's like... Re carrier is Resident Evil on an aircraft carrier. Basically, yeah. Basic, I mean, if you want to simplify it. And I was stuck in a level. There's a puzzle. I can't remember. And I was stuck in... The, the floor is gone... So you can't go down that hallway. And I could hear some kind of monster, like, groaning. Like, and I probably ran around for three <laughs> hours trying to figure out. Never played it again. Fuck this game. I'm done. It is extremely dark. It's, like, obnoxiously dark. I've seen gameplay of it fairly recently. Also, the final boss is kind of a joke. That was the... The Dreamcast was the first one that I played Resident Evil Code Veronica on. Yes, Code Veronica I think of extremely fondly, although not necessarily that version of it. That's the original version of it. Yeah. That's where it launched. I, I much prefer CVX, but I, I think most people do because it has more shit in general. Was it... It was on PS2 and X... Was it on GameCube as well? Uh, yes, I want to say it was. I don't think it was on Xbox. Right. Uh... But Which it's, version it's on the did you have? Because so. you played through it, and I was watching you play through it, and I was going, I don't remember any of this. The one you watched me play was on 360, more than likely. Okay. Oh, they port. Yeah, who would have guessed they ported it forward? <laughs> what? I mean, they on ported the a Resident Evil game? <laughs> they made more money from Resident Evil? <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, even on the PS4 now, and I'm sure it's on the Xbox One if you look hard enough. Probably so. Do you have, do you have another one you want to... Do you have any more on your list? I have a couple. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. The definitive edition. A as you were saying. Definitive. It, I, I don't like the jazzy soundtrack. I don't like the fact that you have three characters at any given time. But other than that, I love it. And Jill Valentine is Bay. I can kick so much ass <laughs> with Jill Valentine. The, the Dreamcast was kind of one of those systems that all those fighters... They came to it and they screamed on that system. That <laughs> system excelled for fighters. Soul Calibur, MVC2, mm -hmm. uh, Street Fighter, Third Strike. Even Power Stone. Power Stones. Those were. That system was fueled by fighters. I take it back. You said that Mortal Kombat Gold was a launch title? Mm hmm. Yeah, okay, I picked that over Sonic Adventure. You do? Yeah, that game is such garbage. I, I can't help but not. I have to play it. <laughs> that game's a hot train wreck, I will admit. <laughs> we're just drawn, we're drawn to crap. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh man, this, this is a very well put together game. Eh, it's kind of boring. <laughs> what is this thing? Oh my god, it's full of glitches and oh my god, programming it's errors. In every way. <laughs> I the could disc be... is broken, but it still plays. I gotta do this. Let's play. I could be playing Resident Evil right now, but Carrier. <laughs> but Carrier. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Best game. Best game. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Josh, you had some you. Yeah, I think on one of Forrest and I's podcasts we talked about it, and it uh, the one that stuck out for me above all on the Dreamcast for sure was Suzuki Team Racing. That was a good race, and I've talked about it before because that's when we had 
That's back in the day when if you had the AOA home sound system, you were king shit. <laughs> you were just the bomb diggity. So I would have uh, the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. That's right. That's what you're talking about. Uh, I think track two is I Disappear by Metallica. Probably. And it was just on repeat. <laughs> and that was the the perfect song for that game. Did you, in fact, disappear? No. I mean, neither did Metallica, so... <laughs> <laughs> They'll be doing it in their walkers. <laughs> I know it. They will too. I uh, I kind of think Dreamcast also was good for racing too. It definitely it was good for action. If anything had a lot of action, a lot of movement on the screen, because Resident Evil doesn't. Have yeah. you seen the intro to Code Veronica? There's like 58 zombies coming out of a graveyard, and you have a knife. Yeah. She jumps through a window Matrix style, too. I remember that part from the Code Veronica yeah, beginning. Yeah, was the intro cinematic and running yeah. away from a helicopter while it's shooting at her. Oh, she they catch her, the guards catch her, and she mm-hmm. drops the gun, and then she throws herself down and catches the gun as it yep. falls and shoots him. And, and shoots a barrel, yeah. And the highly trained soldiers are like, oh my god, we're totally surprised. Yeah. It's pretty bad when the intro has more action than the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Chris is getting his ass kicked by Wesker. I guess people better run away. Now, Veronica had different endings, right? No. Never mind then. I'll shut up. You you do that. Well, uh... Depends. When did you finish it? <laughs> just just talking about racers, you, you were mentioning Suzuki, but racing games kind of thrived on it. Uh, Sega moved forward with their Daytona USA series. They brought it back. And same thing with Sega Rally. I always loved the arcade racing games by Sega. They were really good and fun. Simple, but still mm-hmm. still really good. I, I loved them on Saturn. And they also had uh, Metropolis Street Racer, which a lot of people don't remember that game. But uh, did you ever play a game called Project Gotham? Yep. It's basically what that is. I remember that It started the off as Metropolis Street Racer, and then when they moved to Xbox, it became Project Gotham Racing. Okay. Just because it's cooler and edgier and has really weird ears on top. I got nothing. That's what I thought too. That, that's a terrible like, uh, uh, coincidence there. Yeah, it was. Gotham, and they were Gotham on the OG Xbox was pretty good looking. And they were made by Bizarre Creations. I remember. I remember playing Metropolis Street Racer and loving the shit out of that game. It was really cool, really stylistic. And you went around the corner, and when you went around the corner, you would do, try to do e-brake moves, and you would get kudos from it. So, yeah, I remember that. Yep. So then, uh, when when Project Gotham came out for Xbox, you know, by then, Dreamcast was already defunct. I decided, well, I need to look for another racing series. So I bought Project Gotham. I was thinking, well, <laughs> Bizarre Creations is on this too. And I started to race, and I'm like, this is the same fucking game. <laughs> this it, it is, might as well have been a port. This is Metropolis Street Racer. Yeah. Am I crazy, or wasn't Geometry Wars like a hidden mini game in one of the Project Gotham games? I believe you're correct. Yep. Wow. I can pull random facts out of my ass. No, I think it's great because I, as soon as yep. you said it, I was like, oh my God, yes it was. I completely forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yep. I completely brain dumped that years ago uh, for, uh, I don't know, other bits of random knowledge. <laughs> like how to make the perfectly even cooked grilled cheese that's just perfect on both sides but tastes like complete ass. My grilled cheese <laughs> are amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, they're really good. I'm just giving you shit. Um, Told you. Sega GT was in that same vein as well. 
Sega! I remember uh, Sega GT, actually. Not so much for that, but for the uh, Xbox version, because mm-hmm. it was a launch title for Xbox. 2002. Yeah, it was the 2002. Yeah. That's the only game I ever racing game I ever played in depth. Other yeah. than that, I've I don't remember it at fan. all. Sega GT was in the same vein as Gran Turismo, only it wasn't as... I don't boring. <laughs> and I love the Gran Turismo series, but the Sega GT series, like you could do drag races on it. You could do normal racing on it. It just, it felt like a more complete finished game. And it was really good looking too. I really love Sega GT on the Dreamcast. It was a really good game. And when they finally released it for Xbox, they released it twice. There was Sega GT and then Sega GT online edition. So yeah, there was two different versions of it. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And when it came out, they also released Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Future Radio was on the Xbox, I Jet believe. Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah. One of those, yeah. Yeah, that game I had so much goddamn fun with. I wish I'd played the original because people tell me it's a little better. Jet Set Radio? Yes. There's Jet Set Radio. I think originally in the United States it was called Jet Grind Radio. There's okay. two different variations for the title for the Dreamcast. One of them in Japan is either Set... Or America is grind. I may have those reversed, but yeah, the the stylistic spray paint, yes, tag things and do it to the beat of the music. Just yeah. pissing off the cops in any way you can imagine. <laughs> yep. it's the best. I remember in the the Xbox one, you have to like the main antagonist. I believe is like a George Washington looking motherfucker. Okay, with, not Abe Lincoln. No, not Abe Lincoln. No, he has these. I don't remember what they're called. You know how judges have the very stereotypical white powder wig? wig? Yeah, the powder wig. He has that. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Uh, Rez originally was on the Dreamcast. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, Rez, the the stylistic shooter. It was uh, on PS4, and everyone went gaga for it. (laughs) And it it was originally a Dreamcast title. No shit. Yep. Um... Crazy Taxi, another one I of those. I was going to bring up Crazy Taxi yep. if you didn't. You can't not bring up Crazy Taxi. I played that game for maybe 20 minutes, but I was in love with it. It was so good on the Dreamcast. So fucking so good. good. Yeah, that was. the Dreamcast is really ultimately a arcade powerhouse. The yep. Naomi Arcade ported straight into the Dreamcast, one and the same, and all those games look so damn good on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Damn, I miss... Playing Dreamcast. I'm gonna go home and play Dreamcast. <laughs> no, you're gonna go home and bring your Dreamcast over. And that, and you know, uh, I think Dreamcast will forever, you know, be that system that people will always think about arcade with it. Do you, uh, do you have more stuff on your list, Josh? Yeah, I got a few things. Uh, it's basically tech stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Sega made their own disc, mm-hmm. and we were talking about that before we started recording. The GD-ROM. Yeah. Don't you do it. <laughs> he was going to tip my drink over. It was worth it. Uh, GD-ROM, yeah, and it was proprietary. The other one was the processor for the VMU, the visual memory unit. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess we didn't talk about it a lot because I don't know if any of the listeners, how many of them even saw Dreamcast. Right. But that contro- the controller in your hand had a hollow spot in the center that you could load your memory card from the top, and that went, that had an LCD screen on it. It had slots for two of them. Yep. Right, that's right. One in the front, one in the nice. back. Okay. Yep. And that was how you could transfer data to people and stuff like that. You and I bitched about the Nintendo 64 controller in one of our earlier episodes. I'm going to tell you, I hate the Dreamcast controller. 
I love the big screen in the middle and the fact that it has two VME card slots, but man, that thing has so many fucking buttons. It's like an Elite controller now, except it's not ergonomically de designed for your comfort. <laughs> you know with the Dreamcast controller? Yeah. The Dreamcast controller's got A, B, X, Y, L trigger, R trigger, and a start button, and that's it. it really? Yeah, that's all that was on it. I vaguely remember it having like a million buttons on one side. No, the <laughs> VMU has like four buttons on it. Yeah. Mm. And they're not really used for gameplay, so that might be where. Probably. I don't know. Last time I saw one, I was like seven. Yeah. But if you open it up, it even says potato on the processor. It wasn't just called like the potato processor, it's <laughs> the potato processor. I'm sure proud of that name. And the memory on it was 128 kilobits. 128K, that's pretty small. I mean, you can't. That's huge. That's so much. <laughs> That's almost a JPEG if you're if you <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you remember what you could do with the VMUs? Don't you? No. You VMUs can take them. Pigeons? They had the slot for the that you plugged them into the Dreamcast. But when you were done, you could pull out a game, and provided that the little battery wasn't dead, because mine always was, you could play games and stuff on it. But you could also take another Dreamcast memory card and snap it together with it. I do remember now. Yep. And you could trade stuff back and forth from memory card to memory That's card cool. right there on the little screens. So, you know, if your friend and you were at school were like, oh, man, I can't get past this part or you've got I something I, I want. I can't unlock this track. <laughs> right. You would switch your memory back and forth via that. I never got to do that. I didn't really... There wasn't any game or anything like that that I seen any reason to do that with. But it was still one of those ahead of its time kind of neat concepts. It was neat. I mean, now it's completely nullified by the cloud. Right. Cloud no. storage. Everything's cloud. You can access it from anything. Right. As long as you got your password, who cares? And internet connection. Right. Well, uh, yeah. You look at the Dreamcast controller, and you look at an Xbox controller. <laughs> the A, B, X, and Y. Mm-hmm. The triggers. The only difference was is the Xbox had two extra buttons. A black and a white button. A black and a white button. I do remember hating those very vividly. And then they added the other joystick. But if you looked at the original OG Xbox controller, even where it had two memory slots at the top, if you remember correctly, mm -hmm, yep. and looked at a Dreamcast controller, you can't tell me that they didn't steal ideas from that thing. <laughs> no, it, it's too close. I yeah. have no doubt of that, yeah. Yeah. I I always looked at the Xbox controller and thought, well, maybe this is my... You can go... <laughs> the OG Xbox controller uh, eventually got the nickname The Duke. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, because that thing yeah. is huge. They call it The Duke. And you can... There's been a resurgence on them. <laughs> you can now find them, like, refurbished or aftermarket third-party... Hyperkin sells one for the Xbox One. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, Steve bought one. It wasn't six months or a year after Xbox came out that they released their Slim Edition controller, which fell more in line with the 360 controller mm -hmm. than it did the Duke. Because, I don't know, I guess everyone's complaining, like, it's a game system, so parents are buying it for their kids, and their little kid can't even hold the controller because it's like a dinner plate in their hand. I, I had right. trouble playing Halo with that damn thing. <laughs> My little eight-year-old hands, yeah. Well, and that was why the Slim was so good, the Slim controller, because it was a bit, tad bit smaller, mm -hmm. but they moved the black and white button down lower beneath right. the A, B, X, Y instead of above it, if I remember correctly. It's Probably. been so long since I... Because I got rid of a Duke 
as soon as I bought my Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that thing is horrible. But it was originally what the Japanese got, and their their Xbox was the S controller. Okay. Because they have, well, you know, proportionally, Americans want everything bigger, you know, so they launched with that big monstrosity of a controller here. So, and yeah, they were when, still bitching about it. Yeah. We will. You can kill a person with a duke if you're not careful. Throw it at them, they're dead. Yeah, if you've dropped one on an infant, <laughs> they charge you with manslaughter. Or a pet. If you had a pet, yeah, hand, you, like a uh, lap dog, you drop your controller. Yeah. I mean, I have more taste than that. I would just drive nails through it and use it as a flail, as I did many times, actually, trying to beat, oh, you know, Resident Evil, or not Resident Evil 4, fucking Halo 2 on uh, any difficulty that wasn't easy. Halo 2 is a rough one. Yeah, I, I've broken many a controller with that game. I've, I, a lot of people complain about the Dreamcast controller, and I admit it's not it's not the best controller. It does creak whenever you get intense with it, and it's got, you know, it does feel cheaper than a normal controller. The controller cord plugging in at the bottom and having to go to the snap, you have to snap it towards the top of the controller with that little cord holder. I get that, but really... But that was still a smart feature. Yeah, it was still cool that they did that. But mm-hmm. I, I wish the Dreamcast would have held in just a little longer. I, I well, wasn't s- it the first console that had online capability? Yeah. Well, it wasn't the first because technically the Super Nintendo and the Genesis That's had right. online. Okay. Yeah, and I forgot to mention that because from what I understand, it was the first console to have a built-in modem. One of the first. Yeah. Had the 56K. Thanks to Bernie Stoller, we got at launch date. In America, it came with the 56K modem. Fan didn't get it on launch. And Bernie said, you know, if we're going to sell this thing and make it a marketable online machine, it needs to come with it right out of the box. And Japan wasn't happy that he made the call to do it. Mm. And ultimately, I kind of think that's what sealed his fate. That and firing most everybody at Sega of America. (laughs) Uh... But, you know, he kind of went through and wanted to start things fresh, especially after the Saturn. Saturn didn't do that well. The Dreamcast was kind of supposed to be that next big swing, Mm -hmm. and Bernie wanted to go fresh out of the gate, and it ended up flopping, what, 18 months into the cycle? Yeah, 18 months, they discontinued it. I'm going to be honest, though. They could not have made a better attempt at at another console than the Dreamcast, because that thing... I don't know if it was timing or what actually made that thing fail, but you couldn't have done better well, as like a, we as were a saying, I mean, yeah, I, I believe it was timing because, like we were saying earlier, the PS2 was getting ready to come out, yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone was just going to hold out for that. Really, I think it could have held its own. Look at the GameCube. The GameCube had the small discs, also on a one gig platform. They were they were also one gig discs, and. The graphics looked really good on the GameCube. Um, it and Dreamcast weren't that, wasn't really that far apart. Mm-hmm. Both had four controller ports. The GameCube and the Dreamcast kind of were, you know, kind of in that same vein. They were kind of in that same, that same feel. But Nintendo, of course, didn't have to abandon it because Nintendo's yeah. always made smart choices. Nintendo made smart choices from every console, every handheld, and even in the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy they knew wasn't going to go well, so they gave up on it. They mm-hmm. knew that. It wasn't a seller. So, it's a fantastic paperweight, though. Yeah. I, well, it was neat. It was something different. Mm-hmm. And 
ultimately, that's where Nintendo goes. They always go different. For every system, it doesn't matter what it is, they always try to do something a little different. And that's ultimately what's kept them relevant in the game. Yes. I. They are smart. Nintendo, like you said, they play it right. Yes. The Super Nintendo is still, you know, fondly remembered by everybody. The PlayStation and PlayStation 2, like you were saying earlier, PlayStation 2 has got one of the biggest game lineups. So many games, and almost, not almost all, but a shit ton of them are just amazing. How long did they run the PS2 for? Ten years? Almost. A long goddamn time. Yep. You know, Uh, I mean, they they just kept going with it. Right. When the Wii released, it came with a game, didn't come with, but one of the launch titles was a game called Godzilla Unleashed. Yeah. And they even made a port for it on the PlayStation 2, and this was like 2008. And it's still surprisingly good. It's missing like four monsters and two stages and half a story mode, but still. It's... That's that's the worst part about it, though, is... Sega ultimately broke their own nose in the, in the factor of mm-hmm. it. You know, I've got a, a basement full of Sega plastic... You know, I really do. And it breaks my heart to think about the good stuff that Sega really did put out. They put out too much. The 32X, the Sega CD, we didn't need them. They didn't really, they didn't really move the needle in gaming. They were just that bit extra. Yeah, sure. I really thought the 32X version of Star Wars Arcade was cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I never played. Uh, we'll sit down and play it sometime. I would like to. Uh, and the Sega CD, you know, really, you they were doing way more wilder stuff on PC. The Sega CD was wasn't what it, they didn't even need it. Right. The Saturn came out at four hundred dollars versus PlayStation's three hundred, and ultimately the PlayStation played it closer to the heart. They went in and they got their their Square Enix deal set up. They went in and they tried to make mm-hmm. it, you know. And I always kind of felt like when the Saturn came out, Sega was cocky. When the Saturn came out, people they just thought, people will buy this. It didn't matter. And they had good games yeah. and all that stuff. But ultimately, by the time that we got to the Dreamcast, people were like, Saturn didn't last long. Saturn no. was just a, a thought. Right. Honestly, I remember exactly jack shit about the Sega Saturn other than the Resident Evil it came with the director's cut had a battle mode with a gold tyrant at the very end that's all i remember about that game mm. yeah you fight tyrant and then you have to fight a harder gold tyrant i'll be damned i resident the first resident evil i played was director's cut but it was on the playstation one mm-hmm. yeah that's the version i got uh then they made the dual shock mode for it okay which i never played i, I never think played. it was the director's cut I never played I, that outbreak was either. that was the director's cut okay did you, ever play, was, yeah. did you ever play outbreak for the ps2 oh my god file one or two uh, either <laughs> yeah yeah i played the first one it's it's really fucking hard <laughs> well it wasn't it really supposed to have online play like you it had, did have online play okay you had to buy that special modem uh it did have online play it was a lot of fun um but it was to keep that survival horror feel going you couldn't talk to each other even with a headset the only way you could communicate with other players was you flick your switch uh, flick a one of your joysticks and it'd be like hey come here go right. go away gotcha, gotcha. like that man 
<laughs> SOCOM controls. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say SOCOM because I would I played that I think one level with that headset and oh my god my team they killed the hostages. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm done with this game. I can't do it. And I know just like you know anybody else there was the hardcore SOCOM fans that. Uh-huh. This is the greatest game ever. I'm like, I told the dude to breach and clear, and he stood. He ran up to the door, kicked it in, and he stood there. And then he spun around in a circle, and then he came down, and then the the people holding the hostage shot the hostage, and then he threw a grenade under the stairs, and then he stood there. I was like, I'm done with this game. I want nothing to do with it. Right. I'm done. Uh, military shooters. It was a cool idea, being able to tell him. To use voice commands in the game, mm-hmm. you know, but my my fucking Samsung picks up better on my voice commands. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We seen quite a bit of games on the Dreamcast that really were in that vein of stylistic, like very flashy, you know, like your jet set radios yeah, that's what and, I was thinking, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, very hyper hyperistic, hyper coloring, just crazy out there stuff uh even like crazy taxi had that over the top it was very over the top it yeah was blocky but in an artistic way it was chunky everything looked big and anyway it was a very colorful system yeah and yes and samba de amigo have you guys ever seen that game nope it is a game that you play maracas and it is a uh, monkey wearing a sombrero okay it is mildly racist <laughs> Someone was bored. Yeah, it is, but it is very stylistic and Best very... Game. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Best game. It, it is still a game people ask for today. They want a Samba really? de Amigo sequel, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that is actually also an arcade game as well. What about sounds what, more like an arcade game. What yeah. about Parappa the Rapper? Are they Parappa asking the for part three to that? Actually, part two to that? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> They've made two of those, so... yeah. Somebody Amigo was also another one of those that was very cartoony and flashy and over the top. I I, I never played it, but it was also it was one of those games that. Did you ever see uh, Donkey Konga? No. You guys never never seen Donkey Konga. I'm gonna take a guess that you're Donkey Kong and you play drums. Yes, very much so. Holy shit, that was off the top of my head. Yeah, and I seen somebody who actually owned one of those would set the floor and powwow style and sit there and play that game <laughs> and i just could not get over okay i vaguely remember it now Yep. and was it yellow was the controller yellow no it was actually they look like drum they look like barrels they look like barrels with white tops on them okay hmm. so but yeah it was and they had a gamecube it was on the gamecube the controller and all that was so that's interesting mm-hmm. so it was the rock band prototype yeah <laughs> the the rock band before rock band i used to play the fuck out of rock band <laughs> not gonna lie yep felt uh, like a rock star they had a lot of fishing games and especially in japan and uh yeah like sonic adventure yeah fuck there, you big the cat yeah fuck you and your fucking frog i hate you and i have sunk way too many fucking hours into you uh, that is that is all. what you his name is froggy yeah it's just froggy he and the, the big boss fight with fucking Big the Cat is you have to fish the frog out of chaos because there's a chaos emerald oh, yeah, in its that's, tail. He's God damn I forgot that about that. That's mostly Big the Cat's story is him trying to get... Just trying to catch this fucking frog. Yeah, and it yeah. just keeps running away because it's an asshole. Yeah. But that's what frogs do. They, they run. They do do that. I mean, they hop, but... 
Uh, Fuck it. <laughs> Sometimes they swim. Somehow, um, Leonard Nimoy must have hit hard times. Yeah. Because <laughs> even he had a uh, a hand in a Dreamcast game. What, what would you call that game, Forrest? Uh, well, I would call it Seaman, but apparently Sega were feeling festive, and they would call it Christmas Seaman. Yeah. He uh, lent his voice for that. I've never played Seaman. It had a microphone that plugged into the controller. Seaman <laughs> and his sidekick, Swallow. Yeah. It's a South Park reference. You wouldn't get it. You're not cool, Josh. I'm kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little cool. <laughs> Aren't I? I'm, I'm a little cool, right? Just a little? Uh, I played the fifth. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those games that I, I just never could. There are certain games I just look at and just shake my head and ask, "When did we ask for this?" Yeah, me too. Like I'll play the trash that is Mortal Kombat Four because I love Mortal Kombat. I will not play Sea Man because I don't want to have nightmares. It's a face on a fish, voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Now that was and you raised him, right? Right. Yes. I think. I never played it. I just remember the commercial. And thinking the exact same thing, going, who, what is the mark? Who's the market for <laughs> who this? <asked> for this? <laughs> <laughs> it is it is it rated T for teen? No, is I don't it think e for so. everybody. I think it was. I'm just saying, who was it? Like the well, at the time, those fucking virtual pets were still big. Yeah, and I think that might have been what they were trying to tap into. Maybe. Well, and the chows on the game. That's yeah. On the uh, VMUs, that was another. You know, selling point for the VMU was the fact that, oh, you can take your child that you collect in Sonic Adventure and you can play little pocket games with him on the go. And yeah, and that's around the time Tamagotchi was big, too, as right. I recall. It was, it was right in that time frame. Maybe a, it may be a little late in the Tamagotchi lifespan, but yeah, it, it was it was still in that vein, I, I believe. I killed my first share of Tamagotchis. I'm sure of it. Luna's yeah, my got Furby's one. teamed up. Yeah, RPGs. I know you guys don't really play them. I don't remember there being that many on the Dreamcast. Were there oh, any? my favorites on the Dreamcast: Skies of Arcadia. I've already had my rant about it in one of the other episodes, and I've been begging <laughs> for them to either just re-release it, remaster it, do something with it. Call me up, and I'll I'll give them anything they want. <laughs> uh, I want to see that game come back. It it was on. The Dreamcast, and they also released a GameCube version of it as well. That's the one I remember hearing about because I don't—I didn't even know this was on the Dreamcast. Yep, it was a—it was a Dreamcast game. I love that game. Two discs. It was amazing. Hmm. Um, it was on there, and they put the Grandia series games. Grandia Two, I remember, was on there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a whole lot of other Dreamcast games coming, but they released something here recently within the last few years. Uh, that came out on modern consoles. They actually made a Dreamcast version of it. Peers in the Solar something or other. I can't remember the name of it, but it was also made for Dreamcast as well. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that I'll just stay out of that conversation because I <laughs> I didn't play any of them. I I spent my time playing Final Fantasy and stuff like that, and it was definitely a uh, it it was it was nice to see. Sega or even other depart other developers take their hand at Japanese RPGs 
I've always been a fond fan of the Final Fantasy series, so when Skies mm-hmm. of Arcadia came along, it kind of was in that same vein, and it just it took you different places. It's nice to see somebody else taking and run with an idea and do something different like that. So, I, I definitely believe that there is room for development on uh, on the JRPG front because they are basically all the same. Uh, the only one I ever really got into was Knights of the Old Republic. It was a good game. That was a fantastic game. The, the combat was terrible, but it was it was good. Uh, I am actually looking forward to. We talked about it last time in the Nintendo Direct, but Trials of Mana, mm-hmm. because they took the take turn out of it. Uh, it's it's more free form combat now. Okay, and I think that's beneficial. A lot of Square Enix's games are going that way. They're going to that Kingdom Hearts. Uh, open battle, you know, even mm. Final Fantasy 15 was in that same vein. Like it was, it was more stylistic combat more than turn based. That's cool. Yeah. Did you play much Dreamcast at all whenever it was around Forest, or was this a. Well, I was six, so I played Sonic and I ran around and got lost almost immediately because that game is not very clear on where to go. <laughs> Direction was not its strong suit. It absolutely was not. And Sonic is very fast. When he wants to be and when the ground doesn't <laughs> fall out from underneath him. Right. That's the Xbox version talking, though. That that version is so buggy. You, There is a plain and obvious way to go. You go that way, you will fall through the fucking floor three out of four times. Okay. The last game I've got on my list that we don't really... I've played it a long time ago that I didn't... It's still one of those games that people still clamor for. I know that I've seen it on Xbox. It's a game called Ikaruga. Yes. It's a, it's a stylistic um, shooter. I wish I had played. Is it Ikaruga or Ikar- I don't know. I I'm wish I had played sure. it, though. Yeah. It had a very unique uh, combat system. You mm-hmm. ever heard of it, Josh? Nope. Basically, you're a little spaceship. It's one of those shooters, like Galaga. But enemies come in red and blue, and they fire in red and blue. And you have uh, a red laser and a blue laser, and they're color-coded. You can only destroy certain enemies with a certain color. Okay. And you have a shield that can only protect against a certain color at a certain time. Okay. But you know what I mean. So, I always wanted to play it, because it looked hard as hell, but fun. Because it was bullet hell to the max. I've always liked the uh, shooters. They call them... What do they call them? Shmups now. I hate that name. <laughs> I haven't heard Shoot that. Shoot them up. Yeah, that's what they try to call They always try to shorten everything. But shooters are... That's what I grew up... Uh, you know, that's what a shooter was to me. Uh, growing up on that. And a lot of the old arcade games and stuff like that that ported in, uh, they were in that same vein. That's that's where you always seen it, like Truxton and... Well, you were saying... Uh, Asteroids and stuff like that mm-hmm. even, to that, to that extent. And uh, Sinistar. And Sinistar, correct. I just keep looking at this list of Dreamcast games that we've just kind of threw together, and there is just so much arcade in this system. Well, you said earlier this was used to run arcade machines. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah, there's a there's an actual version you can buy that was, you know, meant for the arcade. Where are arcades? You know, they're a, they're a dying breed, too. Maybe. I, I, I know that... Video games are just at your fingertips now, and you can play arcade games on your phone and shit, but I think if people actually stuck to their guns with arcade games... I know Dave & Buster still does, but I feel like there could still be a good market for it. Well, there's other places like that, but mm-hmm. the the hometown kind of arcade, mm-hmm. that's gone. I know it is. You, I, you I have do to, miss it. 
there's like gaming superplexes that you can go to, like in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And barcades. Yeah, barcades, barcades, yeah. stuff like that. So it's still alive and well. It's just more niche than anything now. I just I, feel like that's a shame. That's we, we've talked about it before. I would love for us to go to a barcade. That'd be great. Yeah. Yep. Drink beer and play arcade games. Just pop quarters in <laughs> nonstop. Well, a lot of those places, too, probably probably have like an unlimited play thing where... You usually pay like 10 or 15 bucks and you go in for... You just go hog wild. Yeah. That's cool. There's one... I've said it before on another episode we were talking about, but there's one down in Springfield, Missouri... I think it's called 1984, and it's supposedly a really big one. I've heard of that, yeah. Uh, Someone was telling me about that. Brother-in-law goes to it. Then also, uh, there's a big one, I believe, up around Chicago. And there may be one close to Decatur, somewhere in there. We'll have okay. to do some searching. Maybe we yeah, can do we should a, check this shit out. Maybe we can for do sure. Some. Well, I mean, it's not as big, but even the bowling alley over in Mount Vernon, every time you and I go there, we after we're done bowling, we head straight to the arcade for... Yeah, Half see what hour. they got. And they normally still have the same stuff every time. Still fun. It almost seems like every arcade still has T2. No matter where you go. It's either T2, Aliens, or <laughs> Jurassic Park. One of those three for sure. Well, and, I mean, don't forget Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese has, has, has arcade games. They still exist? Yeah. yeah. I thought they went extinct with uh, Toys R Us. No, there's, Evansville still has one. Yeah, Evansville is still, still thriving. <laughs> Luna gets... Sassy with me when I call him Charles E. Cheddar. There was, oh, it's called like Skeddy's. Gaddy Town. Gaddy Town, yeah. Where, where the fuck did I get Skeddy's from? <laughs> you look at the sign and it's a giant fork with spaghetti on it, dude. Trust me, I've had that moment in my head. I'm like, what is this place called? But and yeah. it's got laser tag in it. Yeah. Nice. That's the closest place that has... The only other place that I play that has laser tag is over in... Collinsville. That's the one I remember. Edison's. Edison's. I wanted to call it Edwards, but not even close. So and arcades are still around. They're just mm -hmm. they've just changed a bit. It is out of necessity because it is at your fingertips. I can get on my phone right now and play Nazi Little Republic. Right. If I have the two gigas memory to download it. But still, I I don't know. Well, and that's funny because right there in your hand you have unlimited knowledge to the entirety of human yeah. intelligence. And like, uh, I want to look at girls. <laughs> I want to play a video game. You could sit there. You could take that thing in your hand in your spare time and teach yourself quantum physics. I mean, you really could. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of hard without a teacher, and it would be painfully slow. But you could. You could teach yourself anything off your phone if you take the time for it. But instead, we, we use it for cheat codes or how to beat this dungeon. <laughs> or how to play Dreamcast ROMs. <laughs> I'm more than a little guilty of such things. Dreamcast is uh, still a system people talk about today. Clearly, because we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, 20 years in, and mm. people st <laughs> still have fond memories of that devilishly good machine. Um, and it was pretty. It was cool. Yeah. It was definitely one of the cooler-looking ones. Like you, Even me, I've seen it probably three times, and you tell me, I remember what a Dreamcast looks like. You say Dreamcast? I know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their little logo, the little twirly thing. Yeah. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Thought it was fucking great. Simple. It was easy. A lot of people chastise the name, but at least it was something easy to remember. So uh, I think now more than ever, the Dreamcast is a, uh, a machine that people still talk about because there's a huge community 
If you go to eBay and look at games, game prices for Dreamcast games are starting to skyrocket a little bit. There are certain <laughs> titles you can still pick up cheap. Of course, you've got your sports games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. People don't people don't care to care, hold on to those and stuff. But there are some games that are worth a pretty penny. Uh, there are uh, mods and stuff like that for the Dreamcast people really? have developed. Yeah, There's an HDMI out that somebody has made. I've toyed with the idea of buying a spare Dreamcast just to modify it. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Uh, they make a uh, card slot now, the GDEMU. Uh, it takes you take the uh, disc drive out of it, mm-hmm. and it lets you put in an SD card instead. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. And lets you play your ROMs right right on a Dreamcast. That's you know? cool. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, and let's look at it this way: I don't see a lot of Jaguar. <laughs> mod community. You know what I mean? Right. And wasn't the Jaguar supposed to have 64? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be the first 64-bit console, yeah. Right. And no one bought it. Yeah. Because it wasn't 64-bit. <laughs> was it not? <laughs> not really, no. There's two or three games that took advantage of it. One of which the Angry Video Game Nerd made fun of hardcore, and it, it looked terrible. It was like Star Fox. If Star Fox had nothing but gray ground landscape and... Uh, black Sky. Lawnmower the- Man? Yes, yes, it was Lawnmower Man. <laughs> it was Lawnmower Man. It, it was the ending <laughs> bits of Lawnmower Man. And but, it looked about just that way, too. Yeah. But modifying a Dreamcast is, it's kind of pricey, and it's nothing, you know, if you don't have a little bit of soldering knowledge and stuff like that, it's not for everybody. Right. You've got to modify the casing and stuff like that for the HDMI out. It's not like it's just a pop-and-play scenario mm-hmm. it, it takes a little bit to get into it yeah um, i remember having to buy the uh x clamp for the 360 yep. and having to do that that was the first time i'd ever fucked with a motherboard or anything like that right so i was a little bit nervous because that that clamp that came on there was held on with springs or something it was spring loaded it was tension loaded yeah. tension loaded so you had to use a screwdriver to pop them free mm. and i was scared to death of scratching the fucking motherboard yep and then of course on one of the last ones, I put a big old gouge in it. I was like, well, all right, let's just go with it. I threw it all together, and it, it ran fine. Mm-hmm. Still worked. Yeah. Um, the Dreamcast also had, like we said, it launched with a 56K modem, but they also re- released a uh, an Ethernet adapter for it as well. Cool. And they're hard to find now. They're kind of pricey, to be honest. And people still use them. People run uh, bootleg servers for uh, Fantasy Star Online with them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I forgot to mention Fantasy Star Online. I actually, I've se- I haven't played it, but I've seen quite a bit of that, and I actually kind of enjoy how it looks. Yeah, that's, PSO. Some, that's some dedicated fandom. Yes, yeah. it is. That I'm seriously, I'm kind of in awe at that. That someone could take time and run their own server. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, people can play this game. That, people do it for uh, Resident Evil Outbreak, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The server shut down forever ago, but people still... There are people who hang on to servers for it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that people still want to play PSO. In fact, in Japan, it's still a PSO 2, PlayStation... Or PlayStation, sorry. Fantasy Star <laughs> Online 2... It's still relevant in Japan, and people still play it today. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, at E3, Xbox announced that Fantasy Star Online 2 was coming to the Xbox. Right. That's cool. In 2020. So, you know, people still still crave these games. I mean, it's not it's not something that's just going to go away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people it's, are still playing Fantasy Star. It's not my cup of tea. 
It's different. It's a... Because you're a soda drinker. Yeah. Right? It's still one of those... Hey, it's just a hack and slash. Just It's more fun just to team up with your friends and just play around. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of those games me and Steve used to play together and just sit and just mindless play. Well, and... I didn't even know it was hack and slash. I thought... It... I guess that's where misconceptions come in because I thought it was like a turn-based... Mm-mm. See, I didn't know that. It's because it has a very, very RPG name to it. Yeah. Fantasy that Star Online sounds like Final Fantasy. Because yeah. when I think hack and slash, I think of games like... Uh, uh, God of War? God, well, I was thinking more like Darksiders. And Darksiders is fun. It's, it's more like a Zelda in that vein of, of... If you could imagine like a Super Nintendo Zelda, you know... It, it's 3D elemented, of course, but you, you walk up and you, you sit there and you keep niching away at something with your attack abilities, you know, to destroy a monster. Kind of in that same way that, like, World of Warcraft is done. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was just stylized for a console and set more kind of towards the future. You know, you've, like, mm-hmm. uh, laser swords and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. Laser sword. Yeah. Laser. I'm going to add that clip to the facebook the one of george lucas saying laser sword laser sword <laughs> you almost want to punch him for like getting his own information wrong like, you made it why do you not know what it's called say it right goddamn but yeah it's it's another one of those those games that people still beg for today it's it's something that everyone will still seek out a way to play that's kind of weird too to think about that we've come to a generation that you can't play that game alone, really. I think there was an offline mode. You could play that game solo, but to really get the meat out of that game, you really needed to, to get be, your full dollar out of it. Yeah, you needed to be online to play it, or to get the full experience, I should say. Mm-hmm. Correct. That you know, that's why I harp about Destiny and those games and stuff like that. I, I like Destiny. I know you guys kind of have your opinions about it that are you know against what I say, but. Really, the game is a good online shooter that you can sit down with your friends and play. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disparaging against Destiny as I do. It just, I got sick of the grind. Right. And and rightly rightly so. Everything I wanted was was out of reach. Yeah, when we we make, make fun of these games and piss on them, it's not that we're actively bashing them. We're telling you things we don't like, but that doesn't mean that there's things that aren't good in it. Right. I love Destiny's art style. I, I love how it's it's stylized. I even like what are they called? The Awoken? Is that the blue people? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, they look cool as shit. I'm not gonna lie. I think they look cool as shit. And their, the exos too. Their com- their uh, advertising campaign with their live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Destiny. Those love commercials it. looked. Yeah, they great. looked amazing. Love it. Yes. And they had the right amount of humor and action. Well, yeah, they had a. I can't, was it Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Kept He's in the game. Mal. Right. What's, yeah. Yeah. what's his character? In the first one too. Cade. Cade. He was in the first one, and and he's his character's passed on now. <laughs> <laughs> they killed him off in the second one. He will one. be missed. Spoilers, man, I haven't played it yet, and you just ruined it. Well, about two years too late, because that's... <laughs> yeah. I right. two shits, too. Yeah. I gotcha. But still, I had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While playing, I did have fun, and it was mostly friends that I played with. I didn't play with randos. Right. And then, of course, I would, if my friends weren't online, then I would go through a solo, because I'm not going to play with a bunch of randos. Right. It, it the same thing happened with Anthem, where let's say you have four people, you know, and two of them are your friends. So mm-hmm. you three in a group, and you have this fourth guy, and he's grinding, he's grinding materials, he's trying to grind out legendary weapons. 
So he's not the least bit concerned about gameplay. We may have only played this mission a couple times. Uh-huh. So we're like, oh, check that out. Oh, that's amazing. That's gorgeous. And this guy has just flown on past the game. Matter of fact, he's he's <laughs> he's hitting on checkpoints and that teleport you to him because it's waiting on you to get to him when he's outnumbered. He should be I waiting on you guys. Well, like, okay, Destiny I had high hopes for, but Anthem, as soon as I saw it, I knew it was going to be a damn dumpster fire. A lot of people were afraid it was going to be. Yeah. But at the same time, I've not played Destiny 2. And uh, if, people do say Destiny 2 is a lot better. And if I had had the money, I'd have put I'd even if I had it now, I'd put it down for the Stadia because it comes with all the Destiny 2 stuff. And I right. would, I I would have no problem playing it. Mm-hmm. Especially if if it was like me, you and Steve and Force playing. You right. Know, then we would have four people playing together who had the same goal. Mm-hmm. And then it would be a lot of fun. Instead of having that second or third guy or these other two that are in yeah. a group and they're just they're plowing through. They're also like 30 fucking levels higher than you. <laughs> so you're dying every six seconds while they're just slaughtering everything they cut, you know. That's why I love Borderlands. That game can get so <laughs> imbalanced sometimes. Sometimes. I used to play Borderlands 1. Oh, yeah. We used to jam to Borderlands. But I don't know. I got burned out on it. I don't know why. Claptrap's my favorite fucking character. I l- fucking love Claptrap. He's a mate. We'll get into that some other episode. My boy Brick. Well, uh, the behind the scenes, what they did to the voice actor. Yep. They they screwed him out of a lot of money, I think. I was going to say, they poke him with a hot poker or something? I don't know what the hell they no. do. No, we'll, we'll get into it We'll talk time. about that in an episode soon. Do let's. So, I'm interested all right, now. well, that is my thoughts on the Dreamcast. You guys got anything else to talk about? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 4 sucks. Shinnok's the worst final boss, 0 out of 10. Suzuki Team Racing's amazing if you listen to Metallica while playing it. Uh, and don't disappear. Of, Skies of Arcadia is still one of the best RPGs of all time, and they need to bring it back out now. <laughs> So, but I think that does it for our Dreamcast. Not too shabby. <laughs> Did you guys catch that? The Dreamcast? No. You guys didn't. No. Mind. You guys suck. Anyway. I'm immune to puns. Fuck you, Big the Cat. <laughs> that does it this week, guys. I thank everybody for listening, and you can listen to this on your favorite streaming device. We are GamerDA. You can get us an email at podcast at GamerDA.com. Easy pitch here mr lewis get on it post some shit do that i don't care what game clips pictures i don't know shoes it's not my space it's still relevant (laughs) if you've got gaming tattoos and you want to flex them at us do that that's cool too i love gaming tattoos i've seen some cool ideas you want to tell us to get gaming tattoos do that yeah swag you got gaming swag sitting around (laughs) a house we want to see it i think it's cool let us see your stuff so, and you can do that at... You show us yours, we'll, sh- we'll show you ours. You can do that on our Facebook for, uh, with as Gamer Discretion Advised. Or you can do it on Twitter at GamerDA1. Uh, still working on an Instagram. Coming very soon. But I think that does it, gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Me too. I did too, actually, yeah. And fuck you, Big Cat. Check out Dreamcast if you get a chance. Go look it up. Go find one. Hell, if you see one at a flea market or something like that, snag it. It is well worth your time. Go make one. You're smart. (laughs) You have a phone. It'll teach you how to make one. (laughs) All right. That does it, guys. Thanks.